Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Welcome to another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. It's Jim Bob Bubble Shorts, and I've got Bandit with me this evening. And our special guest tonight is Lyman Bishop, owner of Hoplite Armor. Figured we'd bring him on and see what kind of good stuff we could talk to him about this evening. So I'm going to go ahead and just let uh, you know, let him introduce himself real quick, and then we're going to get on to some good stuff for you all this evening. Lyman? Well, yeah. Hello. Thank you for having me on your show. I, I don't know what you want me to say about myself necessarily. Uh, I think you kind of already said it. I'm the owner of Hoplite Armor. That's probably what people watching this are going to know me for. So okay, awesome. there you have it. Awesome. <clears throat> well, you know, I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world, you know, today. And, I, you know, the, like yourself, you've got, or like, you know, like myself, you've got some, you know, pretty strong opinions on some things. And, you know, I, 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 I for one, admire a lot of your beliefs, you know, as far as, you know, Gun, gun ownership type stuff and homesteading communities and sovereignty and like you know that's it's more things i think people should be paying attention to and understanding about and i think you're a great voice for getting that kind of message out there well no doubt all those things are are extremely important and people really need to be thinking about that you know sadly now more than ever you know, a lot of the things that I've been talking about for a long time are really starting to come to fruition. Things that I never expected would happen overnight, necessarily. Um, but but things that I felt led to warn people about, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, you know, food shortages certainly is, uh, I think, a big issue people need to be paying attention to. And homesteading is a good solution. Uh, you know, whether you're raising chickens or garden or both or, you know, ducks, whatever people do. I mean, providing your own source of food. And man, my wife makes a big deal of this, right? You know, the fact that there's so much, um, you know, just uh, Monsanto or whatever the company, right? All, all of that stuff and so much of what you eat, your cereal, your bread. Um, it's probably why so many people are having allergic type reactions to that sort of thing. I, I, you know, so, I believe that too. Like, you know, we haven't <clears throat> until they started putting additives in absolutely everything. We didn't have people <laughs> that couldn't have a glass of milk or couldn't eat a slice of bread without, you know, breaking out into crazy hives and stuff. And I have a lot, I believe too, that it has a lot to do with companies like the, 
Yeah, yeah, I think I think probably so. Uh, you know, the Roundup that they spray and the GMO foods and the whole deal. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, and the people who have been thinking about that are probably a little ahead of the curve with, you know, regards to everything that's coming down the pipe, right? The food shortages, things of that nature. Those people are probably a little better suited to deal with what's coming. And, and everybody can learn a lesson from that. Sure, sure. I, you know, I myself have, you know, homestead type stuff going on out here. I've uh, nothing on too big of a large scale, but enough to keep me and my family going. And between, right. between hogs and chickens and goats, I've got pretty much everything covered for what we need to keep the fridge stocked when, whenever yeah. we need it stocked. You bet. And yeah. And then things like beans, rice, you know, easy uh -huh. stuff to grow, easy stuff to grow. Right. Well, and stuff that you can keep long-term, you know, you can buy that stuff, you know, big bags of rice, you can buy Definitely. big, you know, five gallon, five gallon tubs of beans that you can boil up or whatever you do. So. Sure. Uh, I mean, I, I say all the time, our, our great grandparents survived the, you know, the great depression came out on the other side because we're here obviously so right you know we, we got to quit relying on the nanny state to do anything and everything for us well and that's the direction it's going to see what's going to come from all this and i guess you know let's just jump right into you know the conversation where it wants to go but yeah. uh you know when we're talking about shortages we're talking about planned crises Absolutely. And we're talking about planned solutions, right? So what's coming next is going to be exactly what you said, the nanny state. They're going to offer you just like they're starting to do in the Ukraine. The Ukraine's like the, the beta test for the great reset. Okay, you know, download this app, get your two vaccines, you know, check every box that the government tells you and we'll give you, you know, X amount of dollars, universal basic income, make sure that you're housed and clothed and fed and, medically cared for and all you got to do is whatever the hell we tell you to do so that's where you know you can see the signs you look around you look at you know what's going on first in australia and the government starts shutting people off access to their money you know then canada go fund me you know yanking the money and sending it god knows where then you know trying to mess with the people that donated to it you know and then responding by shutting everything down when people start pulling their money out so and, you know, and, they're gonna and then that just vanished, you know, when, when all this Russia stuff started, like they, they just come in right in on time. They were, they were talking about doing the convoy here in the States. And next thing you know, Ukraine's the front page of everything. And the, the whole thing's a stupid puppet show. I, I you know, sure. this is why I say what I say on that subject. You know, I, uh, obviously I get a lot of people calling me who, you know, have it in their head. They want to go over there. And I tell every single one of them, you know, if I get the opportunity, you know, to speak to them on the phone, you know, just don't go. You know, if they want to have a conversation, I'm happy to do it and provide as much reasoning as I can. But I post about this stuff, too. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I, I don't want to say anything disparaging about the guys that are doing that because, you know, I think more than not, you know, it, it might come from some sense of, um, you know, confusion as far as where their allegiances lie and, you know, what their duties are. And um, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Right. So, um, you know, be careful. The only thing that anybody should be thinking about right now is themselves in terms of their protection, their provisions, right? They're going to have to look out for themselves. Government will not look out for you. They're going to create a crisis and they're going to create a solution, you know, and, and what's going to come next. It's going to be a, a damn chip in your hand. 
um, you know, or a brain chip with a little reader on the forehead. So, so, I mean, I guess with stuff like that, what are your thoughts on like, like legislation, like HR four, five, six, eight, you know, about private ownership, you know, banning private ownership of like plates and armor and stuff. All, all that to me is just more of the same nonsense and, and there's no solution legislatively speaking. Right. You know, I mean, okay. I ran for governor. I knew I wouldn't win, but I did it. Well, I was called to do it. I genuinely believe. Um, but on a more personal level, I did it, you know, to demonstrate and to experience the, I suppose, the bullshit of the whole thing, um, you know, because that's really what it is. Um, and through that, you know, just shortcutting all the details, you know, my, my end, you know, net takeaway from all that stuff is that, you know, and, and I hate to say this, right? Let me give you a little background. I mean, my family was first came here on the Mayflower. Uh, during the Revolutionary War, we ran a shipping company delivering arms and ammunition to George Washington. We had a letter of marquee to pirate British ships, right? Like my allegiance is to this country, but I will tell you that there is no way to fix 200 years of illegal laws. There is no way to correct that through the legislative process. The only way that you can ever hope to really even reestablish, right? Because so much of that's just gone. Forget protecting, it's gone. You want to reestablish it and protect it, uh, it being your God-given constitutional rights. Um, there's only one way to do that, and that's to secede and, and to start over. That's the only way that it, it can even plausibly happen. And wasn't, and wasn't that kind of something that you had spoke on doing if you had won in Montana, right? Well, you know, of course, that was always a big part of the plan, you know, yes. way back in the beginning, 10 years ago, when uh, I mentioned to you, you know, briefly before the show, thyroid cancer, right? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm probably not going to go into the whole detail of the everything, but I mean, that's when I was called to everything I'm doing. Genuinely believe that. And, um, you know, so I understand that everything I'm saying and doing has that, that history to it, where I genuinely believe God's called me to this. And, you know, I'm giving you the, the quick flyby on, on maybe everything. Um, and I'd be happy to do different shows to dig into the details on these things. But Oh, absolutely. We'd love to have you on at any time you would like to come on and talk for sure. But the bottom line is um, only by seceding can you ever hope to maintain that way of life. Because all these things that we described, the nanny state, the, the crises, the solutions, the all the way to the chips, right? The, the whole deal. Let's just fast forward. Everybody knows what we're talking about. Here. This, is where, this is what's coming. This is the Great Reset. This is Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum. Every major world leader, every religious uh, idiot, you know, Pope, whatever these guys, you know, fake believers in the, in the whole bunch of them all colluding in this big giant cabal, uh, 100% to bring us into this New World Order. And what did Biden talk about the other day? I posted about it. There he was, New World Order, all day long. So, sure. you know, two things I guess you should be thinking about. The first one, I told you, the only thing you really need to be worried about is protecting your family, right? Storing up food and the things you need to weather the storm, whether it's coming next week or, or 10 years from now, I don't know, and I'm not going to pretend to. Absolutely. I'm just going to tell you what's coming. Any, any fool can look around and tell you what, what's coming down the pipe. Uh, the only people that are going to say anything contrary to that are the ones towing the line, telling people stories, right? Like the media. Oh, inflation's 
But yeah. Okay. Sure. And, and you know, and then and then on top of that, you know, not only the stuff that they're constantly doing here, but they're pushing the they're pushing the bear over there with Putin, and then to turn around and they're still bombing people in Yemen as we speak. Like there's it's hypocrisy. It's yeah. it's mad. It's madness. Um, how many millions of people has our government killed in the last twenty years? Um, you know, and I don't see any war crime tribunals happening for you know Bush or. I, I actually brought that up today in a in a video on on my online little TikTok thing where I was talking about there's actually a law in place that um, says that the government the United States will send armed forces to invade any country that tries to bring any of their pol political leaders to trial at Hague. <laughs> well, you know, none of that surprised me. Like they've been laying this false precedent. You know, legally speaking, they've been laying the groundwork for this for a very long time, for hundreds of years, right? I mean, almost immediately upon the inception of, you know, our new republic, there were those working against it. But, you know, they, and there's a subject I'd, I'd love to touch on, but I don't know enough about it. But uh, essentially everything that took place after the Civil War with regards to subverting the constitution and establishing a banker's constitution. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I hear people talking about this. And, and I think, well, I, I need facts. I need, you know, something real. And, and I think I posted about it. There was a woman from, what the hell was it? The World Bank. She was a World Bank attorney, no longer. Um, but she was. And she was laying this whole thing out. And my God, you know, all I can tell you is I don't even care what the hell happened. Hmm. I don't even care, you know, how it happened. I can just tell you there's one way to fix it. Yeah, and I've already said. Yeah, you know we we talk about that quite regularly too. You know we see people still continuing to talk about it and continuing to say that this come this come around, you know they're gonna vote their way to freedom. And like, <clears throat> as long as I've been alive, and as every year that I see any kind of voting come around, all I see is less and less freedoms laid before me. Like yeah. they just keep taking more and more away. And I keep trying to tell people we are never going to vote our way to freedom like that. That is, that's insanity. No, they control it out. Yeah. Every yeah. bit of it. Like, you know, so, okay. When I ran for governor, what did okay. they do? They kept me out of the polls, which kept me out of the debate because in order to get in the debate, you need 10% in the polls or whatever it is. They, you know, I mean, I'd get phone calls. Oh, do you support uh, Gianforte or, you know, whatever the hell this other idiot's name was. I can't even remember. They've done uh, the same thing to a young lady here in Georgia this year named Candace Taylor. She's been going around trying to do her thing and took the proper steps, but they've still been cutting her out of the debate of and everything else. Yeah. And these people are all on the same team, right? So Gianforte, our governor, the guy that won the election, uh, come to find out. And I mean, I, I look, I don't have documentation. on this. But this is what I was told by, you know, people that, uh, uh, write uh, news for, you know, other than mainstream outlets here in Montana that uh, Gianforte invested $800,000 in Pfizer, you know, back in, uh, you know, 2020 or whatever the hell it was, right? So, I mean, these people, they all know what's coming down the pipe. They all insider trade. They all uh, protect one another. And they're all just the worst absolute bunch of people that have ever existed. And, you know, there's no point in arguing. There's no point in fighting. You know, all we got to do is just walk away. It's just that simple. And, you know, I tell people all the time, look, you know, Montana is changing, of course, every day. You know, a lot of people are, are moving here because they want to get the hell out of the way. 
And, you know, and I've said it for a long time now, a couple of years solid. Um, growth and development are inevitable for places like Montana. Sure. You can either control it or be controlled by it. How do you control it? You secede and you control your borders. It's that simple. Um, you know, I ran as a libertarian, you know, primarily because, you know, running as an independent required shit I didn't want to deal with. And uh, neither of the other two parties obviously were a match. But, you know, one thing I don't agree with is open borders. My God, you better control your, your territory or you don't have territory. So, um, you know, that's that's the whole deal right there in a nutshell. Right. You want to salvage a future for your children to seed. How do you do that? Well, I'll tell you right now, move to places like Montana. Get up and go. <laughs> you going to run again? Dude, I don't know. I mean, what's the point? You know, I mean, I, 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 I just don't even care. I mean, like, dude, I haven't had a haircut in a year and a half. I don't even care anymore. Right? Like, I'm over it. I, I'm over all their everything. You know, I mean, at this point, I just want to force a special vote to secede. I can do that without being governor. I mean, I mean, that's what I was about to say. I mean, if, if enough of you got together and yeah. you know combined your area and put your border Look, up, article that's two, it, right? Article 2, Section 2 of the Montana State Constitution says we have the right to operate as a free, sovereign, and independent state, that we have the right to alter or abolish our uh, form of government and constitution anytime we deem it necessary. It's just Isn't that what the U.S. Constitution says? But nobody's done that. I, well, that's true. That's true. And yes, it would be more effective if I ran for governor and actually won. And then, you know, from there said, okay, we're going to have a special election. Yes, you're right. Yes. So, I would have so, much so, so, so we get, so we get what, How, you know, what's, what's the population of Montana? 500,000? 580,000, I think. So Something we got like that. We got to get more than half of them to write Lyman Bishop in is what you're telling me. Well, I think you just need to attract the right groups though. Sure. You know? Sure. Sure. Homesteaders and people that are that think like you are more likely to be anarchists or libertarians. Yeah. And if Address you get libertarians and if you get libertarians and anarchists together, we we hate Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. yeah. You know, because those guys are the that's the left wing and the right wing of the same stupid bird. That's right. That's right. And, you know, the young people, you know, younger than me anyway, typically are, are the ones who are going to see things more clearly, you know, because they have more vested in the future. Right. right. So they're concerned sure. about the future. And, and I've got two young kids. I, I want to represent them, you know, and, and help to forge a future for them. And, you know, and I do have people tell me all the time exactly what you're telling me to run for governor and uh, you know, I just, it, the, the whole thing's such a damn joke, though. I mean, we get, what about just forcing a, a vote, right? I right. mean, yeah, it, look, if, if 2024 runs around, and for that matter, 2023, and uh, and we've made no progress on the secession front, then, yeah, maybe it makes sense. But you know what? I Last time I started late, of course, I didn't know what I was doing because I'd never done it before. I didn't have much in the way of money, but I funded it as best I could. I raised a little bit, you know, but if I'm going to do it, I can't do it alone. Anymore. You know, that's, that's the bottom line. I mean, I, I do so much alone, right? I run Hoplite almost alone. I ran for governor almost alone. I run my little hobby farm alone. My wife helps a little bit, but she's 115 pounds. Right. So, um, I, I you know, I, Totally understand. My wife tries to help with our hobby farm too. And, you know, I've got little kids too. And that, you know, I've, 
I've just had a daughter this year and that's, that's with me too, is I'm just like, you know, man. well, yeah. And, and I'm just like, you know, like I, I, my parents might've left me this mess, but there's no way I want to leave this mess for my kids. And if there's anything I can do, it's, an, it's at least instill in them the ability to take care of themselves, whether it's with, you know, food from the yard, filtering their own water, knowing how to build themselves a shelter, because at the end of the day, those are really things that are going to be necessary to survival depending on where the, you know, where the future takes us, because if Putin wakes up tomorrow and decides he wants to start wiping people off the face of the earth, and we're looking at a crazy hellscape for the next 30 years, you know, I want my kids to be able to survive and not just mm-hmm. stand here looking dumb and retarded and expecting somebody to come save themselves still. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to say, uh, you know, after looking at, you know, your standings uh, during the, the gubernatorial race, I mean, you said you started, you started late and you might have had a little bit of a funding issue, but I would think, you know, based on the numbers, you did pretty impressive for, you know, you got 26,000 votes, you got 4%. And, you know, even saying you got, you got a late start and you did everything by yourself. That's pretty, that's, that's impressive that's for very impressive. a libertarian. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, you Cohen, think. That's what I was just about to say. Mike and Joe Jorgensen did for the libertarian run for president. They got even less than that. Mm. Well, yeah, you 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 actually outranked, like, did a better job at running a libertarian, you know, thing there going into it than Spike did, and that's that's admirable. I mean, because he's supposed to know what he's doing (laughs) with the proper preparation. I I honestly think you could probably stick it to him. You know, pretty good. Especially if there's still a bunch of, you know, old school Montana folks around that want that, you know, older way of sovereign living. Like because the, the guy people. that won, the guy that won, Greg, whatever his name is, is a multi-million dollar. He sold his industry to uh, I can't remember an electronics company, multi-millionaire. He knows nothing of the regular person. And right. Montana, it want Montana states like Montana, Wyoming, um, those states that are the rock near the Rockies. Those guys are the epitome of like your working person. You know, right. yeah, no, it's true. It, that's, you you have work got hard. you've got the face to to run for the working man there in that state. Absolutely, no, I I, I totally agree there. And you know, that's like you know down down here in the south, we on the outskirts of Atlanta, we're still a lot of, you know, hobby farms and, you know, sovereignty, and we just want to be left alone. But, you know, we got, we have Hollywood coming in, you know, full blast into downtown Atlanta. And like, none of us, none of us even go to Atlanta anymore because everybody up there is a transplant. We don't, you know, we don't, we all stay out here and just go hang out on the river and such because forget trying to deal with all that nonsense. And especially with all the, the past couple of years, it's, it's it's it was good to see that people that i have been around for quite some time like we just carried on down at the river and down at the lake and stuff like that we didn't most of us have the tv turned off we're not paying attention to it like it's 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 fear-mongering of course and if you're sitting in front of it of course you're hypnotized into it and that's all you talk about but like more people should turn it off and do exactly that don't get a chicken like it's not, I convinced Casey down here, me and him talked about it and stuff. He ended up with ducks and he's doing chickens now. And like, 
he's in he's in suburbia and he don't even care he's just ready to start yeah, yeah, man, i'm, doing, that, it. I'm doing it in my backyard i don't care yeah. what my neighbors think man there you go when, when when things hit like that i mean you you have to take care of yours and your own and not care what your neighbors think of like oh they're backyard and they got all kinds of crops and chickens going and just my little backyard so, so I, I will make it work so yeah. I know this is bouncing off subject a little bit, but I got to ask Lyman because one of my uh, page admins really wanted to know. He wanted to know how you felt about the me uh, memorandum concerning the forced reset triggers that the ATF has just been recently. Uh, oh, you know, more more nonsense, right? I mean, nowhere in, in genuine legal precedent is there any grounds for any government agency to restrict barrel length, rate of fire, decibel. Right handle type feeding mechanisms any of that so what do you well you know how and then i've got to ask how what do you feel about you know uh 3d printed devices like that 100 on board i mean I, it's you're right absolutely you, I've, oh, you, you got a cnc machine you want to order a you know some um 80 you know, and mill it out i mean god bless you for it that's what you know that's what the founders would tell you. Absolutely. You know, you need to think of it like this, too. If you if you won the governor of Montana, you would be the beacon for the, the beacon for so much. You would have people lining up to live in Montana. Absolutely. You would. Uh, you would have no problems with a population backing you to become your own entity within the united states well and I, governor, I think he could charge you would have start that a domino power, effect. you would have that power as governor to tell all of the three-letter fed agencies to kick right. rocks out of your state the the governor of missouri did that he, did. he said no federal agent he signed in the law no federal agency is allowed to enforce any unconstitutional act towards the second amendment at all there no they he he made it illegal for state police or any uh city police to enforce any type of federal regulation on the second amendment i had no idea and i am so happy to hear that yeah right. yeah that's, right. that's great I mean, stuff yeah that's, and, that's and see, but i could see where you know is as much of like, like he's saying, that would be such a beacon. And like, I think if other people seen, you know, you or just anybody in that, for that matter, taking that step forward like that and going for that sovereignty, I could see it causing a domino effect. And like, of course, it's going to lead to balkanization, but I mean, you're still, I could see it causing a domino effect where other people are finally I'm in saying, that way anyway. It's it is that anyway. way anyway. It sure is. I, I say it like this, you know, in a perfect world, 50 states would secede and leave DC with their debt. But sadly, and this is reality, many states are lost forever. California. It's going to be red versus blue. Yeah. 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 It's oh, going to yeah, be balkanized red versus blue. There is a lot of states that are lost forever. Like I, I, I spent some time in New York state and like, <laughs> It the the one of the biggest reason reasons I left is because your entire life is regulated. I I had the cops show up to my house because I had a yard sale going on and did not have a permit. <laughs> I had I had food on the street corner without a permit. I had the fire department called. I had the fire department called on me in the middle of the winter because the cops or because a neighbor seen smoke coming from my porch. I was grilling, like. 
it was my birthday. It's I, you know, I, I can't help it snows during the winter months in New York. And they were just like, they were just like, Oh, we, we somebody thought your house was on fire. I'm like, well, I appreciate it. But like, why are we all calling 911 on each other around here? Like, what's the deal? Like, this is the third or fourth yeah. time this has happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and you get that with transplants, you know, I mean, I, lady i know up in town her, her mom they had a ranch you know out in the middle of nowhere and they had a sheepdog you know that was bred stay in the snow all day and um you know they they've got a condo up here in town and the dog was out there all day right so right. transplant calls the cops cop shows up takes one look at the dog and, and turns around and splits because he gets it right i mean mm-hmm. things got two inches of fat and four inches of hair he, you know he's hot inside Absolutely. So, but transplants don't get, you know, the different way of life. I mean, when, when you're in a rural community, you're, you're in the real world. Yeah. And you've got to deal with real situations on your own. And, and that's where neighbors become real important. You know, you rely and, on And that's why I like where community. I've, well, that's why I yeah. like where I've ended up. Um, you know, I've, I've finally settled out down here in the South because I like Georgia for the most part, because they leave me alone. And, and, I, f- I just happened to find a small dead end dirt road with just a couple houses on it. And most of them are family and they took me right on in and we're all kind of, you know, we, we trade in and out between each other. They come down, help me slaughter something and I'll reward them with some pork or hand them some eggs on the way out, out in the mornings and such. Cause I mean, I've got a hundred chickens running around here. So I, I, got, I got dozens of eggs on a regular basis. So, you know, I try to, I try to make sure my neighbors are taken care of and, and they look out for me out here too. You know, like we're, we're a small little click and we're a dead end road and we've all discussed it. And they said, when the crap hits the fan, we, we block off the road and this is it. We can do it. So that's right. Cause we're, we're out here in the middle of nowhere. Good luck getting to us. <laughs> like when, when all these things really, you know, come into fruition all, all these things we've been talking about but the best thing you can do to protect yourself and your family is is all of that you know provide a uh, food source and you know uh, and uh, casey uh, casey right did i get your name right mm-hmm. yeah 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 good on you for doing that in your backyard and converting that into a uh you know a, a little farm right there because i mean you gotta patch it grow some food raise some mm-hmm. chicken it's just that easy and you've got food source you know and if everybody across the country did that you'd have healthier people you'd have less poverty you know i we mean we wouldn't have of, a food so we wouldn't have a food shortage right it wouldn't be something anybody thought about like that, yeah. that and i mean you know we were this is another thing we were discussing in our group chat i'm glad that i do live in like a farm type community because around me is a lot of farms and sure the store might be out of something but the farmer's market or, you know, the farm stand right up the street. Yep. He's got, he's got plenty to sell me like yeah. with your neighbors. Yeah. I mean, even with my neighbors too, but I mean, we, there's a, I, I've been a good buddy of mine that does the same thing of this, probably a good hour away from the state from where I am. He, uh, he just, he just bought a, uh, 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 excuse me. He just bought a cow and he just called me and he was like, Hey, you want to trade some pork for some beef? And I was like, sure thing. Like I'm, I'm not going to hesitate at all to swap some food. Cause I don't, I, I'll barter with you in a heartbeat. Like I, 
I believe in share saving up. Everybody's about, you know, Bitcoin and digital stuff like that. And I've been storing up things that I know I can trade later down the road, like tobacco and alcohol. And because yes. I don't exactly it, man. I don't, I don't drink. I, I don't, I don't drink. But you know, if you have a cabinet full of five dollar bottles of alcohol, that those are going to yeah. go a long way. A few years from now, when the when the currency yeah. is finished devaluing, buy buy a crate of cigarettes. Buy you know a couple cases of whiskey. I don't drink or smoke. You know, I'll drink maybe once a year, but I don't drink that crap. But, um, you know, I've got some in my basement just for that, right? Yeah. Just uh, in case. Pick up some silver. You know, it's cheap enough. You know, you don't want to keep a whole ton of that at your place because maybe that's a liability. But, you know, a little bit of silver, you know, gets you through a tight jam and, um, you know, get your money out of dollars one way or the other. Yeah. You either I've laid and not just that. I mean, you can trade skills, too. I mean, yeah. If, yes. If you're mechanically, if you're mechanically inclined, electrically inclined, you know, if you know, you're ex-military, you've got some, um, you know, security experience, you, you can trade all of those services. Um, Absolutely. For something tangible, you know, it's, that's, that's going to be just as good as hard currency. Oh yeah. If not better, because I mean, you know, at the end, at the end of the day, when the money goes completely kaput and it's like it is down there in Venezuela, you, you're not going to have a choice but to try and see if you can trade this dozen of eggs to, you know, get a jug of milk from somebody else or something like that. I mean, that's right. it. And and knowing how to do it anyways, or and actually already doing it, you know, is a great thing. You know, and and support your local black market. Like I, you know, can't say enough. Like if you, can right? spend, if you can spend cash and don't have to deal with any kind of trace of whatsoever, like support it. Like I, it's, it's and way people better. are just people are just so comfortable here. You know, the Romans, it was bread and circuses, you know, they have no idea that countries have collapsed outside of the United States and times it's, you know, people have fallen, countries have just completely collapsed into nothing. Like people have no idea here. I mean, people don't pay attention to that kind of stuff because they're so comfortable with where they're at that they're just like, Oh, that ain't going on. Doesn't, it's not affecting me. So I don't care. Well, it's coming. They don't <laughs> it's realize. coming hard. It's a, our world is an anomaly. Modern America. That's an anomaly. You'll get peaceful little cultures pop up throughout history. And then where are they now? Right. I mean, they've been overrun and recreated. Wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, I'll be honest, I mean, you, you get me thinking a lot about, you know, all these things, too, you know, because you know, running for governor in particular, right? Because, you know, having come through that, it's, I guess, maybe a little discouraging to think it's too far gone that maybe, you know, maybe none of that is going to make a difference. Um, but, you know, when I talk to people like you that maybe hold a different view, they have a little bit of hope in the system still, or at least in using it to our advantage um, that's exactly it though yeah you're not going to play the game you're going to use it to your advantage right. you're not going to become a politician in the yeah. literal sense you're right. going to use that to your advantage to get to where we talked about yeah yeah well and if i did run for governor and if i did win i can promise you day one that's what we'd be doing is having a vote to secede and that, you know, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm actually writing a book on the subject 
it's a book I started when I was running for governor and I thought maybe I could, you know, get it done in time to sort of present my case that way. Um, but, you know, I've still got it and I've still been working on it. I was working on it last weekend and I mean, it's pretty well dialed in, right? A number of solutions economically in terms of how such a thing could work. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm always actively involved in the subject. It's just a matter of, you know, how do I get there? What's, what's the right path? And, um, you know, if I had enough people behind it, and one of the things I would need is a good attorney, right? And, and maybe for sure political accountant of some kind. That whole thing was a pain in the ass. <laughs> you know, but get a couple professionals and, you know, and a bunch of volunteers and raise some actual money, then, yeah, let's give them a run for, you know, for the whole thing. Let's, let's win it. I mean, and, and I mean, if you, and you really, you really think about it and you start dabbling around now, I bet you starting any, you know, starting as soon as you wanted to, you could probably start finding, you know, some kind of volunteers and looking into something like that. Because of course on the, that kind of situation, the earlier, the better. I mean, because the next thing you know, it will be the next time to run again. No, I think your best chance is the younger generation because yes. they are the no. ones getting shafted the most by with yeah. what's going on right now. You got to wait till those old political heads leave office. You you got to just totally forget about the old heads. Those guys won't be changed. You got to get some new blood, the younger generation that is suffering the most behind mm -hmm. you. They're the easiest. They're going to be the easiest ones to sway. I don't think you have to sway any any of them anywhere. Really, all you have to do is be a voice representing them, which right. is all we're supposed to be in this whole thing anyway, right? When mm -hmm. I hear the candidates talk about leadership, I, I want to smack them, right? Because you're not there to be a leader, for God's sake. Save that for your sports teams and your military, whatever. Uh, when it comes to politics, you're a representative, mm -hmm. and so that that always drove me nuts. But yeah, you're you supposed know, to work for the people. The young people do need somebody to represent them. No question. No question. Yep. And nobody, you know, my age or older, I'm 50, right? I just turned 50. No, nobody that age is going to do anything for these people. And, and nope. anybody young that might not be positioned properly to be effective, right? So um, I, I see the logic in all of that. And, and something definitely, we need a solution. And we need it sooner rather than later. We're going to fall straight into all this we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I wish I had more answers, you know, but I just try to do day by day whatever seems right to, you know, move in the, in, in the right direction to make the right things happen. You know, writing the book is part of that. That's about all I can do on that level at this point. Mm -hmm. Well, I but, mean, I, I definitely look, actually look forward to reading that. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm big into telling people all the time too, you know, definitely to read because people don't do it enough. And that's where there's more information than people realize. Like a lot of folks, oh, yeah. just, a lot of folks just read headlines and react. Like they don't, they don't actually, you know, dig around and see more than the first headline that they're fed and they don't understand the reality of things going on. I mean, I guess that's, that's how propaganda works, but like, yeah. that's, that's kind of what inspired us to go into I guess our own website and stuff is we've all there the handful of us that are in it have all been silenced repeatedly, you know, yeah. across social media. Um, 
our the our one of our main admins um that isn't here this evening that you you've interacted with a few times before online he uh he is like permanently banned from everything like he's had to jump so many hoops just to be on the internet with us and that's that's what finally got us to the point where we were like well you know what like we're we're a hundred percent for free speech, even if it's things that we don't like or disagree with, or even it's something we want to learn about. Like we we believe in just letting people openly come out here and talk about things and the things that matter to them and the things that really matter to the world around us and our future, and especially to you know like the younger generation that hopefully will be you know maybe taking a peek in on this episode and such. Like it's 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 not about having somebody to rule you or anything like that. Like he was saying earlier, it's not about having a leader. Like you. If, if you can find someone like this gentleman here with us this evening that has these great views on in, being an individual and living your life in peace without having to deal with other people, you know, on the level of society that we are today, like, you know, do it and do it in any way you can. Like Casey's been saying, use the system against your, you know, against it. That's the, that's the, we've discussed it before in our group chat that's the best way to be an anarchist is to find find ways in the system to use it against the system because that's the only way you're going to survive in modern america that, that would be the only reason i would run again would be to use it as a means to accomplish the goal you know mm -hmm. which I, I mean us us here would we'd a hundred percent be behind you supporting it and try to get the word out as best as we could for sure because i mean that would be something to to get behind actually, you know, like there's, there's no one or anything to get behind in America in 2020 anymore, because we've got things like, you know, Biden and the, uh, you know, personally, the other option wasn't that great either. So like, no. and I'm tired of the whole excuse of lesser than two evils because right. evil is still evil. Like why there's, there's plenty of other people out there that have, that have a broader, more down to earth that view that's not just black and white and not just politically charged that actually want to change things and do better for things and get rid of the outlandish crazy government that's going on and yeah i mean it's it's it, it's literally an orwellian story it's it's got to be the young people you know because i'll tell you i mean up here in montana you know you associate it with freedom and liberty and and rightly so but with a lot of the older folks they're, they're, they don't see it quite the way we do. They grew up in the 80s thinking the CIA was a good thing, and they're still stuck there. They think the FBI and the ATF are the good guys. They don't understand yeah. what's really... And I'll give you an they example. The Cold War is still going on. Right. <laughs> right. So I got invited to... They, they do this thing up here, this Liberty meeting at, at the Red Lion Inn. And uh, I, I was hesitant to go, but I got invited and uh, there was a guy speaking who I had wanted to meet, really, uh, a guy by the name of General uh, Paul Vallelli. And I had read some of what he wrote, and I thought, yeah, this guy seems pretty right on. But I'll tell you what, I mean, 15 minutes into his talk, I got up and walked away. I got up and walked out of this place because, first of all, everybody in there, you know, and I, I don't want to say anything disparaging. I know there's some good people there, but it really came across like these people had blinders on. You know, um, I'll give you an example, right? Valelli was talking about getting rid of TSA. Hey, great, cool, yeah. We need to replace it with what they do in Israel where they profile people and then interview them. And I'm, wait a minute, dude, what are you even talking about? 
Um, you know, I walk you, 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 you don't you don't you don't remove cancer and replace it with AIDS. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would, oh my god, that that's a bad analogy. That's an that's an analogy to use. I mean, it's the truth, though. You, you know, I literally, I was beside myself, and I'm looking around at all these gray heads in this place. I'm like, okay, yeah, I got a gray beard, whatever. Uh, in my head, I'm still 20, but. You know, I'm looking at all these people and I'm thinking most of them are on social security. They don't really care about anything other than getting to the grave comfortably. Right? They don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, man. I mean, and, it, and the thing is, if you get the backing of everybody wants to, you know, talk down on the millennials, but right. if you get the backing of the younger generation, like the millennials, yes. I mean, they're the largest group in the United States. There's like 78 million of them. Well, and you know, my wife read this book, like the fourth turning or something. And it talks about all these stages of civilization. And, and she was relating it to the millennials and, and they need, you know, somebody to kind of from maybe the, the previous generation, like Gen X, like my generation to kind of spearhead something for them to funnel. Do when you know yeah, direct I mean, their use appropriately. I can see that, that being inspiring too. Gen X, though. Because, yeah, I feel because that. you 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 Gen X has always been known as the I don't care generation. You know what I'm saying? Like, leave they, me alone. Leave me alone. Yeah. yeah, but like, but like I'm I was I was on that borderline. Like I was, I've got a cousin that's w one year older than me, and he's like he's like you, Casey. He's like the last of Gen X. And like, yep. I'm right, I'm right there at the first of the millennials. And like, so I'm, a, I've been in that loophole because I, I grew up before the internet and stuff, but then also had it and stuff later, a little bit later in life. And like, yeah, we were there in the, we were there at the creation. Right. And like, and, and I, I understand, I understand a lot of like the views that millennials have. And I'm glad that a lot of them see things like broken down better than than they're fed you know a lot of them do it might be in different areas and stuff like that but that's that's something i try to bring to light you know constantly on my tiktok if you don't follow me and you know it's I, it's i try to be funny and i try to be serious at the same time but like it's um you know there's so much information out there to show you that our government has been up to no good since the since the uh what is it? The 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 Cincinnati. Daggum it! My brain stopped. Um, it's when the Federalists were writing the Federalist Papers and trying to tell you that the other group of people that were in this group had terrible plans planned for the United States. Like this was, this is something that uh, that they've been that was been working on since the inception of the country, and like they've they've instilled it throughout time, and you can see the proof throughout everything and. You get you start bringing it out, and you know you end up looking like me here, and you're you're just a crazy conspiracy nut who Boomers don't want to hear it. Who, do, who and and then but that's why I started I started being such the wild, interesting voice that I am, and you know threw up a crazy banner and stuff because people are like, "What is this nut job talking about?" Holy crap, he's right, and I I did you know, it intentionally to draw to draw people's attention to serious matters, and like this is a serious matter, and that's what led to all of this and stuff and like, you know, having Lyman on this evening was, is because like you have hit everything on the nail tonight. Like you, we, we had some questions ourselves and it just seems like you have that, that, 
right on, you know, belief and view set and more of an ability to actually do something about it than we could ever imagine. Like you've already given, you know, a shot to run in as governor. And I bet like he's been saying tonight, do it again, could be even better. Like, but if you, if you actually take the time to think about it, you know, I say this constantly, the number of people that are anti-establishment regarding of where they fall on the scale, um, that number is that number is going to be quite high. And the reason you don't think of it as being that high is because a lot of people are just going along with emotions right now. They don't want to be that first person that speaks up and go, Hey, they're wrong, man. They shouldn't be doing that. There are more people than you think that are anti-establishment. Well, if you look at the actual, like, you know, voting numbers for the presidential election, I like to point this out. The real winner was no one. Because only 80 million people, you know, won a voting thing. That is less than 20-something percent. Like less Only than, half of the population votes. Not even half the population. It was less than half the population that actually took yeah. part in the voting. They have no hope. It's because no. they have no hope. It, yeah. And, no. and it would be nice to give the people some hope, some real hope. You know, and, yep. and more than that, but deliver on it. Um, because, you know... All of our troubles stem from the same root, the same source, and look at what it's gotten us. You know, we've traded a, a hundred plus years of American, you know, economic power, and, and you know the resulting financial benefits we've traded for thirty trillion in debt. We've been robbed. It's the biggest heist in history. Yes, absolutely. And those people that built this country—they're they're our ancestors, they're our grandparents, our great grandparents—and and we have that in us too, and we can. We can, you know, do a lot of things for the good. But, you know, I think that there is some wisdom to the idea of, you know. Um, uh, Rallying the people. Well, what am I trying to say? Your discretion is the better part of valor, right? Pick your pick your battles. Sure, and, yep. and, you know, with the idea that many states are probably lost, circle the wagons around Montana, places like that. Yeah. You move to these areas. Um, take on these attributes, even if, you know, you, you don't farm or you don't raise livestock, you know, learn about it. And, and, mm -hmm. and you, you can accomplish all of these things. But I, I really think it starts with, you know, people opening their eyes to what's going on, seeing that there are some real solutions. And then you can lead them down maybe a path of, of better solutions, bigger, broader, more effective solutions. Um, you know, just by presenting it to them, um, you know, and, and I don't like to ever try to coerce anybody into anything physically or mentally. You're either, you know, smart enough to see things for what they are. Or you're not. Right. So, you know, that's the real struggle though, is, is get more people to understand what's going on, but the younger people, and like you say, there's more of them. And these are the people I'm speaking for anyway. I'm not speaking for your boomers. You know, the ones to the grave come. I don't need that. You know, no to help. They, they're, they, they've created this whole logjam. Oh, that Absolutely. is. You nailed it right there, man. You nailed it. This is their handiwork in a nutshell. Because most of the people that are up there in charge that have been there for the past 50-something years, if not more, are because of them. Yep. 
they're not the boomers aren't in charge man that some of those a majority of them those are still the quiet generation yeah that's true yeah the older ones the the, the parents of the right um, parents of the boomers and the baby boomers those guys are the quiet generation the world war ii era the ones that are really close to the grave and really don't give a shit and all they want is whatever they can grab along the way and, yep. you know, look out for their own house or whatever they're doing. But I mean, so. you can't, it, you, it, but you've, this, I mean, this goes along with bringing things back in is you've got to get your kids out of public schools because as long oh, as you have your kids in public schools, you are going to have them being fed that you need the government. Like, yeah. And that you no, should only trust the government like that. That's that's where that stems from. I, I believe 100 percent like that's the, the public school system is a joke. Like it's. 100. Yeah, no, you, you've got all of that. I don't you know, I don't put my kids through it because I didn't I didn't feel like having to fight and unlearn everything from them years down the road. Once they get it figured out, I'm like, no, let's I, me and my wife decided we're doing it here. Like that's that's done and over with like it's it sure it's challenging but you just do it your way you know what i mean like that's right that's that's what that's what built this country and that's what's going to keep this country you know alive on that same path of of liberty and individual everything that we've been talking about but you know more people need to recognize i think a lot of people at this point realize oh things are pretty messed up and we got some problems What what they're not hearing is real solutions. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so maybe that's the sort of thing we can help with a government solution for a government problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. Really? That's what it is. Yeah, I'm from the government. Ronald Reagan said, Ronald Reagan said, and not that I like quoting this because it came from Ronald Reagan, but you know, the most dangerous words you can possibly hear are I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Right. Yeah, yeah, and then and then he turned around and took everybody's guns. <laughs> not just not just that, but I mean, it goes way beyond that with him. But but you know, Laman, I want to I want I want to thank you for coming on tonight. Do you have anything else you would like to add to this evening? No, I don't think. I mean, you got a pretty well rounded, you awesome. know, awesome. Um, can, is there? Would you like to tell everybody where you can be found? Of course. Yeah, uh, not, you know, I, I don't want to plug anything. I don't want to commercialize anything. I, I don't, you know, care hey, about any of that. I'll uh, do that for you. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, we, of course you can find them at Hoplite, Hoplite Armor guys, you know, like that's, that's, that's American made product right here. And we've talked to him all evening this tonight and he has been a, a great guest and I look forward to actually getting to talk to you again, Lyman, and hopefully we can swap it up with you and you can talk to a couple of other admin because they, I know I'm sure they're full of questions and such. Yeah, no, that'd be so, great. Happy. It, you know, I mean, uh, this is about the most I can do here and now is to just continue to say the same thing and continue to present the same information as I have been, you know, over time, always the same thing and always will be. That's, so, that's all any of us can do is get out here and talk about it. People got to be a voice. And any opportunity I have to do that, I'm, I'm happy to do it. So I appreciate you getting me on and, and you know, keep doing God's work, man. Thank oh you, yeah. Sir. Thank you. Thank you. It'd be nice to have you back. Absolutely. Yeah. And we look Good. forward to it for sure. You so well, Good deal. Well, everybody, you know, I appreciate you guys sticking around and watching the show and whatnot. So I hope to uh we hope to see Lyman again and we'll see you next time on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. It's been a great night. Thank you again. <laughs>